What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another movie review. I'm Chase Lee, and the movie I want to take a look at right now is Defy Bloods. Now, this one comes from Netflix. It is directed by Spike Lee, and this one tells the story of four African-American vets that battle the forces of man and nature when they return to Vietnam, seeking the remains of their fallen squad leader and gold fortune he helped them hide. So that's like your basic <laughs> surface-level plot description. But like with any other Spike Lee film, there's a lot going on underneath it, but that is the the hook to get you into the story if this is something that interests you it's a pretty great hook let me tell you that but um but yeah going into this i'm a huge spike lee film i think this is a bold and kind of abrasive filmmaker that always loves to speak his voice and speak any type of truth to power i love that he doesn't care what you think he just tells what he's feeling like everything you know politically uh personally this man will always um put 1000% into his films to kind of uh, display how he's feeling and use the, his art form um, to do that. And I really appreciate that. So whether I like his movies or not, I always uh, can appreciate this man. Uh, for instance, not a huge fan of Chirac, but I can understand why people may like it. Huge fan of Black Klansman. So once again, it just kind of depends on how the movies hit me, but I was still looking forward to this regardless. And I saw it and it's great. It's such a great movie. Um, it is two and a half hours long. So uh, if you have some time uh, to kill, uh, this is definitely to do it. It's on Netflix. And if um, you're a fan of Spike Lee films, check it out. If you're a fan of Jonathan Majors, like I am, or Chadwick Boseman, uh, or some of these uh, older you know, gentlemen that I have never even heard of before, check it out because the acting in this is just fantastic. But I'll, I'll get to that in just a second. But uh, let's start with like the, the kind of like writing and directing approach that this film takes because there's a lot going on with it. So the plot description says four um, African-American vets that go to Vietnam and search for all this stuff. And what I like about the way this movie is constructed is that the characters get their own kind of like specific kind of storyline. They get their own time with the audience so we get to know them a little bit better. Every single one of them gets a chance to shine and we get to kind of like see their fears. We get to see their, their stresses and anxieties, their, their happiness, their, their thought process, their headspace, just everything. And I love that. It's so well balanced to use all four of them in specific scenes so we get to know them a little bit better. It just makes it for a great character study because these are v uh, Vietnam veterans and they're suffering from major, major PTSD. And they always feel like they're abandoned and they're alone in the world because that's how veterans are. They are abandoned by our society like when they come back from wherever they're fighting and it's absolutely disgusting. And they, they feel it. They feel that loneliness. I can feel the loneliness in all four of these gentlemen. And on top of all that, they are black. And so they you know grew up in a time where MLK was trying to fight for basic civil rights for for the black community, and then he's assassinated. They are taken to war, and, like, you know, they're fighting against, um, you know, someone uh, of a different race. And so, like, there's anger there, and they're, they're fighting, you know, the Vietnamese, and then also it's the anger of their own country, um, you know, 
being discriminatory towards their own community. Like it's just there's so much going on, and that's that's like the thing with Spike Lee films. It's hard to like just list everything that they're kind of going for. But if you want to talk about one of his movies, I mean, you kind of have to. But it's it's hard for me to cram everything that this man tries to put in his film, and it's absolutely effective. It's super emotional, and just it's such a gut punch. Uh, how he, uh, Spike was able to tie, you know, real life historical events like MLK, the Civil Rights Movement, and all of that, and apply it to this fictional story of these four veterans in current time going back to Vietnam, like, you know, reliving all their memories that they had with their their fallen comrade and all that stuff, and just how getting the the gold will help them and their family, and you know, they've gone through so much, like they just want this one kind of like win. It's just it's a really, really personal journey. It's very cathartic, and it's just, it's a really, like I said, just, it's a powerful one. And Spike is able to manage uh, to use real life kind of events and kind of weave it into a fictional story pretty flawlessly. It's like this wonderful quilt of a movie. It's just a bunch of different things kind of sewn together, and I think it all just like comes together beautifully. So, uh, yeah, it's a character study, like on. Uh, veterans and ptsd it's you know focusing on them and like uh their headspace i mean one of them is a trump supporter so like they kind of um give us like why he's so angry all the time and like why he is the way he is and how he just feels like no one can help him like he's just so angry all the time and you just want to get in there and help him uh which by the way we'll get into performances but that was probably my favorite performance uh one of them has a a lover that he had in the Vietnam War. He's kind of like reconnecting with his family. One of them uh, has had so many misfortunes throughout his life post, you know, Vietnam that he just, he can't grasp anything. Like he just wants this, like I said, this one win, finding the fortune and like their fallen comrade um, to kind of bring peace to his life. And it's just, it's really sad stuff. And all of them are just fighting something internally, something different. And it's also speaking to the larger theme of the whole black community fighting for their freedom and their civil rights during this era so it's just once again i think it's just it's wonderfully told and you know spike is a bold director there's a lot of things in this that will make people feel uncomfortable but i think that's the point he wants you to make feel make you feel uncomfortable to understand some of the frustrations that like the black community has gone through and what they're still going through today this film couldn't have come out at a better time. It is perfectly aligned to like what's happening now. And it just, it's just another you know, piece of art that's supposed to provoke you and make you feel like you need to change something. And that's what Spike does in this film. While also making a very entertaining and cathartic uh, character study. Uh, and speaking on the entertainment level, uh, before I get into the cinematography, this film is riveting. Like I have no idea where it's going to go half the time. And there's a couple of, like, 90-degree, like, plot turns where it just kind of, like, starts here, goes that way. And you're like, whoa, I didn't even expect that. So uh, it's really kind of exciting filmmaking because it, it works, like, on kind of, like, a suspenseful thriller level as well. You just have no idea what's going to happen. And, and that's – it makes that movie just even more exciting to watch. Um, it takes a little bit to get into the actual plot, uh, per se. And that would be my only gripe with it. But that, that's so minor at this point that I don't even – you know, I'm not going to like down my grade because of it. Um, the cinematography is gorgeous. And this kind of plays into the um, showing us the modern 
uh, version of these gentlemen and the past when they were in the Vietnam War, using the kind of like boxed in uh, aspect ratio, making the film uh, grain just super gritty and feels like this ancient film that we're watching. And it just really kind of adds to the uh, experience and the authenticity uh, showing them actually fight in Vietnam in the 70s. And then, of course, uh, the modern uh, kind of take on um, their journey as well. It's, just, it's beautiful. It shows Vietnam and all of its beauty and its ugliness. It just it shows it all, and it's just it's really um, it's just it's beautiful stuff. The performances. Let me tell you something. Uh, <laughs> they're all great. Um, the four gentlemen that uh, that we follow, uh, Paul, Otis, Eddie, and Melvin. They, first of all, their their friendship and their chemistry is off the charts. I, I felt like I, I had wa been watching Friends for like 40, 50 years, uh, ever since birth. Like these, these guys had that chemistry there and they were ribbing on each other, giving each other a hard time. But you know, at the end of the day, even with some of the political disagreements that they may have, they still loved each other. And I, I found that to be really, really touching. But uh, every single one of them brought their A game. My favorite one, Delroy Lindo. This guy is a national treasure. <laughs> I'll tell you that. That was the type of performance that, first of all, if there if if he's up in the running for uh, best supporting uh, at the end of all this, um, you know, fiasco with the Oscars and stuff, give it to him. Uh, he's he's in the lead right now. He he is absolutely the most layered performance, the most layered character. He is the Trump supporter being portrayed in this and it's not spike is very against trump that's very apparent this is not the type of role that's written the way you think it is there's more to it than just like oh he's a trump supporter he's um he's in vietnam calling out people in a, a vietnam bar um saying that they need to go uh back to their country it's just it's there's more than that and when you watch what this guy's going through mentally um, with like the PTSD and everything, it's absolutely heartbreaking. Seeing this man like lose grips on reality, it's a great performance. So uh, Delroy Lindo, my favorite. Uh, and then all the other gentlemen definitely uh, are, are great as well. Um, I think uh, my second favorite would probably be Clark Peters, who plays Otis. He's, I'll just say he's the one that had the lover in the Vietnam War. I won't say any more about that plot line because there is you know some surprising stuff there. Once again, touching. And the last shot of him just kind of brings a tear to your eye and just kind of brings a smile to your face. Um, some of the uh, other characters, Jonathan Majors, always great. Th this guy blew me away when I saw him in The Bla Last Black Man in Sa San Francisco. But in this one, he brings another tour to forced performance. Please give Jonathan Majors everything. Like, just every project. I want to see him in everything. So, um once again, he just kind of proves to the world that he is a force that you cannot stop. Jonathan Majors, you are so great, sir. Um, uh, let's see. Paul Walter Hauser uh, is in this. He shows up as one of the uh, people they interact with. I won't say what he does either. And this is what I'm saying. There's so many twists and turns. I don't want to spoil it. But uh, he's great. Uh, I think Melanie Thierry. Um, she's also great. And then Jasper Paconian. That was 100% wrong, but those three are kind of together 
in their group, and they're they're pretty great. And then um, I'm trying to look for him. Johnny Wynn, I, th- I think I think that's his name. He plays their tour guide. Once again, doesn't really have that uh, that many lines or that many scenes with them, but when he's there, he makes a presence. And so, and then everyone else, uh, you know, Chadwick Boseman, you know, he's not in it that much, uh, which is fine given who his character is, but he also makes an impression in the very short amount of time that he has. Everyone, whether it be a major or minor role in this, I think makes an impact in some way, shape, or form that I remember it. Where I'm just like, I remember that scene. I remember what they said. I remember what they were doing. It's, they're all memorable, memorable performances, but by far, uh, Delroy Lindo, my favorite. I don't know what else to say about this movie. Uh, like to add on what I just all said, I just it, it's a great film. Check it out if you're into Spike Lee films. Check it out if you want, you know. Um, a drama suspenseful thriller <laughs> type of uh, movie, then uh, check it out. If you want something that um, has a really powerful message, check it out. Or if you're just bored and Netflix offers it to you as a suggestion, check it out. So that will do it for my review, my review of the Dough Fly Bloods. Sorry guys. It's uh, <laughs> a little tired. Um, I'm gonna give it an A great film. Um, definitely, uh, in the top 10 so far. And I would highly, uh, recommend, uh, anyone see it. Just like when I had my review of Black Klansman, last Spike Lee venture, I was like, go check it out. Regardless of where it's at, just, you need to see it. So, um, let me know down below what you thought of Defy Bloods, uh, whether you, you hated it, you loved it, all that stuff. I want to know, even if I don't read all the comments, um, I, I uh, I mean, even if I don't respond to all the comments, I still read them. If you're watching this on YouTube, please like the video, subscribe to my YouTube channel so you can get updates. I want to do anything review-wise. If you're more of a podcast person and you want this in audio form, you can check out my Real Me and Cole in the Movie podcast podcast feed, and you can get those in audio form if you don't want to see my ugly mug. But that will do it for this review, guys. I'm Chase Lee, and tune in next time for whatever I review next. I will see you guys later.